How can we maximize our singleness? How can we love life without a love life? Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast. This is PJ for The Seat and Talk. Really? You're still single? In your 20s? In your 30s? But you're pretty, you're smart, you're talented. Why is that? These lines are familiar, isn't it? We have heard it over and over again from a relative, from a friend, from acquaintances, and even from the eyes of that stranger that is silently judging us from afar. <laughs> we listen to it everywhere like an anthem. People would come at us and immediately pop up their power question. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? How's your love life? You know, these questions. It's like a necessity to be complied in the soonest possible time. They think that our beauty, our value, our worth is based upon whether or not we are in a relationship. But sometimes we have learned to just go with it, to, to just laugh with it and joke around and throw this sarcastic response that we are always using whenever we get all of these questions but you know if we can be honest for a little while it's getting quite annoying right and if you're like me and if you feel me hello high five but that's just it my friend we live in a world where we romanticize the idea of being in a relationship thanks largely to the fairy tales and the disney movies we have consumed when we were kids but I, I will not be talking more about that because this episode, I'm not throwing shades against people in the relationship just because I am single now, you would say. No, because I know I have been into one before. I know how wonderful it is to love and be loved in return, how beautiful it is to be in a loving relationship with someone else. And I'm just grateful. There's just a lot of gratitude in my heart today that I am in this season and you know what? I am also grateful for that experience because um, without that, I would not be able to really appreciate that singleness is really a gift and it's a beautiful, beautiful season. Well, uh, what I mean by romanticizing in a relationship is that we have assumed that if we are already in a relationship, it would solve our problems, it would ease our loneliness, it would meet our unmet needs. It would finally make us whole. Well, thanks again to the social media and partly of the dramas that we, we watch, which is I am slightly guilty of. <laughs> These are setting the standards too high. And uh, this is also the reason why we see singleness as like a disease, something like a curse. It's like being portrayed as a poor, lonely place to be because this is how singleness is being shown in the screen, in the movies, in the literary canons that we binge read. This is where the problem starts, actually. Single people are then negatively viewed. They are negatively defined by what they do not have. A partner. Especially for women, right? And this problematic definition implies that if you do not have a partner, you lose. And that no matter how amazing, successful career man and woman you are, none of it redeems you without a romantic partner. Well, 
That is what the society has been telling us since then. But you see, if we go back to the root definition of the word single, single has a very beautiful meaning. Single means unique, whole, separate, complete. That means you are not just a fraction of somebody else. You are not 50-50 who is incomplete without your other half. You are a whole number, a separate, unique, and complete created by God fearfully and wonderfully. Let that sink in. Now, uh, we will be exploring more of this beautiful thing called singlehood and see how we can maximize this gift to the fullest. Number one, if you're single, this is the best time to experience other kinds of love. It is time to dust off that box full of different kinds of love that were left in the corner of your room and just take it one by one, explore each one of them. And you will see that they are equally beautiful too. So do not think you are loveless in your singleness. You have so much love around you. We just have to widen our idea of love. Do not limit it to only one kind. We can experience filial love, the love from our friends, the love for our friends. And start asking ourselves, how can I show my friends I care for them? And how can I show them I am concerned about them? We can private message them and ask them how they are and, you know, ask them out, hang out and just laugh your stomach out whenever you, you get together. This is a different kind of love and it's beautiful also. What else? You can also experience storage kind of love or they would um, pronounce it as storge. The love for our parents, the love from our parents, our families so start asking yourself how can i make my parents happy how can i be a good daughter how can i be a better son and ask yourselves how am i able to show them i really love them maybe you could um, wake up early in the morning and then just cook breakfast for everybody and just show them how how you really love them and it's just a different kind of love but equally beautiful too above all This is the best time that we can fully experience the agape kind of love. And we can ask ourselves, how can I have this intimate relationship with my creator? How can I use this time? There is just so much time in my hands. How can I use this to really have a quality time with my God? You see, you have so much love around you. And I know that you have so much love in your heart too, that you are ready, ready, ready to give. And you just don't have a romantic partner yet. That's okay. You do not have to look for someone you can give this to. You just have to look around you. There are people that God has put in the midst of you that are yearning for your time, for your attention, for your love. So give it to them. Anyway, we cannot, we, we, we can never run out of love. Because love is something that returns and folds when we give. So if... If you'd like to have more, to receive more love, then give love graciously and intentionally. By then you will also feel loved. 2. Time to build your individuality. This is the best time to get to know yourself. What do I like? What are my insecurities? What are my unhealthy patterns that I really need to work out on? What are my boundaries that I need to establish? So if I could be in a relationship someday... I'll be able to to impose this. What are my non-negotiable standards? 
You see, there's just a lot to know more about you. And you just have to be so interested in yourself because you are interesting too. There is so much to know about who and what you are. And congratulations, you have a luxury of time to get to know yourself. You can go on solo dates, you can rediscover your hobbies, uh, you can read and reflect and, you know, just owning your own. And by building your individuality, this will create in you a sense of self. Your heightened awareness of who you are and who you are not. You are able to be aware of your strengths so that you can better improve it. You are able to, to recognize your weaknesses and your toxic behavior, your toxic traits, and, and just slowly work on it. And you are able to also recognize and see your flaws and your imperfections and slowly embrace them. Essentials to building your own unique individuality is to be perfectly comfortable with your own skin. And that is a great power. Now, if you know what you want and what you are worth of, you would not settle for anything less than it. If you have enjoyed your inner peace so much, you would be too careful not to trade it to temporary affection and hookups. So it's time to build your individuality. Three, time to cultivate what you have. We cannot have everything that we want, right? But what we have, we can cultivate. Now, in our singleness, we have so much time and freedom in our hands. And these are priceless and valuable resources. The question is, how can we better cultivate these resources so that it will not go, uh, it will not be wasted and just waiting and waiting and waiting? There are endless options. We can engage to people, socialize, read books, discover new hobbies, travel if you wanted to, work on that project that you have been planning to have, try painting, learn new instrument, enroll free online courses. You see, there are endless possibilities. And there are a lot of interesting things to do, whether uh, you'd like it to do alone or uh, with friends or with family. But I tell you, single is really never boring. You just have to be creative. And I'd like to emphasize it, that singleness is not like a waiting shed. It's not a place to wait for love to come. No. I want you to imagine it like an open field. It's like a field of opportunities, of discovery, and of growth. And there's just a lot to look forward to, a lot, a lot of places to go to. We can roam around, improve ourselves, cultivate what you have, be creative. Your future self will thank you for it. So go ahead, cultivate and explore more. 4. Time for undivided devotion to Christ and undistracted ministry to others. Singleness can be a season of true delight. It can be a time to just bask in the beauty of God's love and be warmed by His overwhelming grace. And by getting to know Him more, you are able to, to embrace and you are able to know, to, to reach the depths of how amazing God's love is for you and how He has done everything just to win your heart. Right? And you know, this same love, this same grace will move us to really extend this grace, this peace, this comfort that we have received to others that might need them. 
and we are able to join ministries. No, we are very happy. And there is joy in ministry that we cannot get from, from any other pursuits. And uh, singleness gives us a wonderful opportunity to, to be alone with him. You know, just enjoy his presence and to learn full dependence, to learn contentment, and to learn to have a thankful and grateful heart. It shows us that our identity is not based on our relationships. It's not based on what we have, what we can do, nor what we have achieved. And it's just the most reassuring thing to say and to know that our identity is not based on the worldly things that are temporary. Our identity is in Christ, in Christ alone. And, in, and we know that in Him, we are complete. There is just so much beauty in being single. And for all of our single friends out there, I know that you've been enjoying being single. It's just that we're, we're, we're being pressured by the social media, the society, but there's just a lot to enjoy when we are single. But unless a person comes and brings us closer to Christ, we should not trade it with anything less than that. My dear, we have all our lives to be married. So why hurry? Enjoy every beat of your youth, your singleness. There is so much to look forward to. So take your time. Now, in my final words, I'd like to, to talk to my single friends. I know that you've been enjoying your, the wealth of your time and freedom. But sometimes, because maybe because of the, the influence of the social media and the pressure that we have from people around us, sometimes we feel lonely and we feel yearning for, for love and for uh, relationships. But today, I'd like to remind you from this verse in John 15 verse 9, that just because we're single does not mean we are loveless. We are so, so loved. Jesus said, as my father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now, remain in my love.